Hello, and welcome to the Gaming Fix Podcast on February 12th, 2022, episode 209. I'm your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite British food. I'm joined today by resident Brit, Sam. Hello. Um, my, my wife's favorite British food. Oh, it's a real, this is a tough one. Because obviously, being British, we have a lot of food that is British. We have a lot of, you um, have a lot of food that is, yeah, that is for sure. Like beans on toast, is that, is that it? Do you know, I think Cadbury's Dairy Milk would be the number one British food that um, Fiona could not live without. Okay. But if we're talking about American and Japanese foods. No, I said uh, British, I said British food. She likes a sushi. Is vegan? Yeah, but like, you have like tofu. Tofu sushi? Okay, I guess. Yeah, tofushi. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess. Oh. White people. Get out of here. And also joining us, Allison. Hi. Um, oh, so yeah. I miss a lot of British food. Um, so I, I spent a semester in London. So I am like, I got really in, like, I miss it a lot. Um, I like a good pasty. I, I look like a good full English breakfast. Um, I I like the uh, British food in that it's what Britain colonized and brought brought back with them. In that uh, I had the best curry in the world. From a stall in London, and I'm forever chasing that curry sure. high because it was so good. I felt that way, not about British food because I've never been to Britain or the UK or what have you. But when I was in Germany, I went to this street stall like every day, basically, and got sausages there, bratwurst. And but my last day, I was like, I have to get two, and I was like, you know what, I have to get two more. The lady at the counter was mm-hmm. laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like sometimes you're in a place and you're like, I listen, we need to do this. Like I went on a a school trip uh, for for my Latin class to to Italy, and um, there were a couple of days where we just like would have gelato one place, and we'd be like, you know, we could have gelato again. Is yeah. the thing. I mean, there's gelato everywhere there. So there's gelato so. everywhere. And the thing is, is that it's amazing. So it's like, I mostly ate carbon. I mostly ate carbonara when I was in Italy. Just like everywhere I went, I was like, carbonara, please, carbonara, carbonara. It's you know, you find that good thing. I ate some other things here and there, but it's like, how can you say no? You know, I had to have the experience of uh, getting pizza and then eating it across from looking at the Colosseum. That was pretty pretty rad. I um, walked around the Coliseum listening to the hit Hillary Duff single, What Dreams Are Made Of. Oh, yeah, of from course. Lizzie McGuire the, 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 the movie. Yes. Lizzie McGuire movie, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, came I, out like a couple of years before I went to Italy. So when I was in Rome, there was like part of it, like like in the back of my head. I'm like, it's like in that movie. <laughs> so I walked around Venice listening to the Assassin's Creed 2 soundtrack, but Rome was all What Dreams Are Made Of. Very, am, very appropriate. I'm a man of culture. Even at 18 mm. years old, I, I knew I knew the good shit. 
I knew how to enjoy the finer things in life, which is why I went to Italy with not much Italy's money. Nice. Which is, it's it's expensive. Oh my god. See that's the thing though, is like when I studied abroad, I had zero dollars. Yeah. Um so I you know, I got some good I got a lot of good food in the UK, um, but I I was like stupid broke after that trip. I think like I got to the airport and I was really concerned about if my luggage was overweight because I think I had like like forty dollars in my bank account left. And I was like, Ooh. if my luggage is overweight, then I, I won't be able pay to pay for the fee. It, yeah. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, shit. Um yeah. I was like, yeah, it, it luckily I like I made it work. I think I threw out some pants and I was like Bam. I threw out a couple of things like that where I was like, oh, listen, I need I don't care about these pants anymore. Uh <laughs> I just need to get this all to fit and uh yeah. not be overweight so that I don't have to pay the fee I can't afford. Rip. Well Rip. speaking of things we can't afford. Video games just keep getting more and more expensive, don't they? Uh, yeah. And, you know, there's just so many things to buy with it. And I, I'm excited, both excited for the Steam Deck. And then I'm like, oh, that's a that's going to be a pricey handheld it's a computer. pricey meatball. Spicy meatball. That's a pricey um, meatball. That's pricey a... meatball. <laughs> So yeah, games are expensive, uh, but that's the that's the good thing about playing these as an adult, though, because you have more of the income rather be, than being a kid and being like, okay, I've got a single fifty dollars from Christmas money. What and there are two Pokemon games. <laughs> Which one do I choose? I, mean, I still remember. Mm. Uh, this is also another tangent. Uh, getting like money from some sort of thing. And I had, so I had like a bunch of like small bills, like $5. And I was like, listen, I have all of these collected. I'm buying a video game with it and bringing it up to the counter and being like, I think I was buying like something like Fire Emblem. And I was like, your Fire Emblem, please. This is all my money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now they have, well, they corrupted Fire Emblem on the 3DS and they made it like three different games or whatever. Two games and then like a D- you had to buy both to play yeah, the other two thing games or whatever. And you, then you bought a DLC. But but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Pokemon for the third week in a row. Yeah. Because now someone has has hit the credits. Hit the theoretically credits. Beat the game. Yeah. I so I hit credits on Pokemon. I think. I think I'm close to 40 hours in there, yep. That um, sounds like what I've seen other people say. Yeah, so I, I've been doing a lot of the um, side quests. I still have a couple side quests left uh, after the credits, and I'm still going to go catch some Pokemon and do the post-game stuff. But, um, I yeah, so I finished the main game, and I'm heading to the post-game where I'm going to um, get all the legendaries, get full pokedex so that i can get the shiny term and then shiny hunt shiny hunt for for realsies um although i've had a cup some reasonable luck with shinies just kind of wandering around the game which is not how i normally do pokemon so it's been very weird but yeah i personally really like this game a lot and i i've i've just been kind of slightly addicted to it because I had that that moment where 
where you get home from work and you're like, all right, well, it's time to play Pokemon. This is the natural order of things to go from work to Pokemon. Um, but it, it just, ha- it, it. I think the thing that really drives me with, with Pokemon um, with this is just that it's, it's, it feels kind of like how I imagined Pokemon to be when I was a kid, where you're just kind of, you know, discovering new Pokemon and you're wandering around this world. And I didn't know all the Pokemon that were in the game. Like I didn't look that up or anything. So Mm -hmm. I'd be going to a new area and being like, wait, is that a fucking, I I can't even think of what, what that is, but like, like that's a Gyarados right now in the, in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, I knew a Gyarados was in there, but it's like, ah, okay. Like just, there's that discovery of going and running into a new area and you're just like, like oh shit! I got There's there's a Vulpix. I gotta catch the Vulpix, and True. even though you know it's gonna, you know it's still gonna be there. But it, I feel like there's more to that than any of the other Pokemon games um, so far. So it's it's just been really fun to have that experience. And now it's time to get deep into the grinding out the rest of the Pokedex so that I can can shiny hunt. But. Um, Sure. Uh, I I have gotten to I guess the third area. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to track down uh, a Dusclops to get it to use a move on some beans or something. I don't know. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've got to capture a a Dusclops to do a thing, and then I I ran over to where Dusclops was. I'm like, whatever. I don't need to fight these Pokemon. They're just they're all just. They're going to be too strong because the difficulty of this game is whack. It's just like way too hard. And then some stuff is like easy. It's, it's like, interesting I'm going to be, like... I'm going to be one hit, but also there is a good chance that I'm going to one hit the the other Pokemon. So it's just yeah. all, it's all just shenanigans. It's just who gets to attack first half the time. It seems like, which I'm not like, I appreciate that it is more difficult than games in the past. At, at at times and then other times like if i'm in a trainer battle it's just a it's a walk like there's no point why are we even doing this you know i'm gonna kick your ass and well it's, then... it's very funny that there's a um mild spoilers there's dialogue near the end where where it's like where you say there somebody's like hey want to battle and you're like yeah but i'm gonna beat you and they're like i know and i'm like okay <laughs> i guess that's a <laughs> foregone conclusion but yeah, it, it, the the real um, you know difficulty is is in the catching Pokemon, which yeah. I think is an interesting move. But it's yeah, it's not one hundred percent refined yet, which I think is the you know biggest complaint about this game is that I mean it, it does feel like we're trying out a bunch of new stuff and kind of seeing what works. So if if you want the most refined version of this formula, then it's not it yet. But I mean, yeah, you know th- that's kind of how how game freak do so uh and i think where i've come down on it is i'm not interested in battling pokemon anymore i i don't want like i like pokemon i like the idea of pokemon the battling is the least interesting thing they could do like i don't care about the story i don't care about the battling i literally just want like a Stardew Valley or 
something. And like battling could be in there, but I just want like to exist in a world with the Pokemon and have a little town and you know, I want Rhyme City. I want GTA, but with Rhyme City from Detective Pikachu or something, where just like there's Pokemon around and mm. we're interacting and doing stuff and they're they're never gonna make that game. They should, but like I'm I'm sick of battling. It's they made a whole game called Detective Pikachu. Yeah, but I watched the movie I mean, I and like, that, but, uh, but like the might be more like that. Sure, Obviously, it's not going to be Pokemon, but like, yeah, there's going to be like ghost stuff, like ghost collecting. I think. Uh, that so this is I, this has battling, but there's some net. I don't know whoever makes uh, Black Desert Online. They're making some sort of monster collecting game called. Doke V, I think. D O K E. Oh yeah, that which they showed at that, the Summer Game um, Fest last year. That everyone looks, raved about it. Yeah, it looks awesome, and and it's doing like a different thing than Pokemon is, but it's still yeah. like collect monsters and battling and stuff. And like, I'm not like, oh yeah, let's battle. And I I would still prefer to be Pokemon, but that at least looks more like the type of with the open world and the 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 way they let you battle looks more like more interesting uh but yeah that's i i'm coming to decide that what the pokemon games are is not interesting to me anymore which is fine it's a bummer cuz you know i like pokemon love a pikachu you know I'm wearing a pikachu shirt right now I was wearing a pikachu shirt pikachu shirt today uh, and watching the original series, uh, you know, uh, still got the nostalgia, still love it, but mechanically the series is, I guess, stagnant for me and they need mm. to do, I would like to see them do something actually interesting that isn't just, we gave you, we took out some of the random encounters because the let's go stuff absolutely did not hit for me at all uh the game is useful for like getting some for me for getting some like japanese practice in but Hmm. in terms of gameplay i don't think it's it arceus i don't think is it either but that's for like a whole host of other reasons that i kind of detailed on the previous episode where i i want to like build relationships with my Pokemon and that be the thing that lets me ride them or fly or surf with them, which is not what Arceus does at all. No. You just you get to random you get to specif not random, you get to specified Pokemon and they will be like, Oh, you've earned my respect or whatever, so you helped me out, I'll let you ride me. I'm like, I guess. But I I wanna I want to bond with this ponyta and then then I can ride it. Like that is the kind of systems I would like to see them implement, so I actually feel a connection to the Pokemon that I'm choosing and are in my party. Because as it is now, I'm just like I don't know. I've got some Pokemon in my party. I don't really like any of them all that much. Kind of want to see what Cyndaquil evolves into, because that's the only starter from this game that I have any uh, like nostalgia for, or like any actual history with. So of course I went with that one, but it's uh yeah, I'm I'm still pushing through it. I I want to maybe see it through to the end. Uh but I 
I'm definitely at the point where I need I want to see them do something different with Pokemon, even if it's a spin-off. They need to I would like to see more complex. I don't I don't even know if it's like complexity I'm looking for. Just like something besides fighting. Pokemon could be so much more. I could definitely see a space for like a Pokemon town game that's like a small town that is full of Pokemon and people and it's all about like their interactions and yeah that sort of stuff like like a like a animal crossing yeah. but with elements of stardew where you can do stuff like go hunt down and collect wild pokemon in the town in the you know the fields around the town or build relationships with people build relationships with pokemon yeah i think they've done some of those things in in other like um kind of spin-offs too but uh i i don't know if that's necessarily you know exactly what you're looking for, but I feel yeah. like they... small scale is where they need to go with Pokemon. They've done all these massive scale adventures. Yeah. If they did something on a smaller scale, like I, you yeah, know, like a like a single town, I wonder if they could put way more into it. I think that is part of the problem. Is they just they have to deal with so many Pokemon and so, you know. Yeah, I think just the scale of Pokemon is just kind of overwhelming. Yes. And I mean, and I don't like, envy them their job or their work that they have to go that they have to uh, the do. Hopefully, yeah. now at least for maybe the next mainline game, many of these Pokemon are already rendered, <laughs> so at least yeah. they can maybe focus on other aspects instead of like, putting all these resources into making new Pokemon, uh, or you know, rendering out the three D stuff. Uh, because, you know, that takes time, and I it's a lot of work, and making things unique, there's only, personally, I'm not interested in competitive Pokemon, so I'm picking the Pokemon basically on, okay, do I need a fire type, water type, grass type, you know, what do I need at my party, and then who looks cool, or what, mm-hmm. what Pokemon yeah. do I like, uh, ba- just gut reaction. And I do. So, I do that, except for like, what's the most adorable one? So, like, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, <laughs> everyone's got their criteria, and and also, there's no competitive in RCS anyway. Yeah. yeah, there's no battling. Yeah, and so I just like I just want to hang out with the Pokemon, and it's definitely that's what a lot of people in RCS are doing, but not your character. <laughs> just, I'm gonna mm. put all my Pokemon in Pokeballs and. All these other people are gonna walk around and chill with their Pokemon. Mm. I wish, but it is what it is. Uh, any other thoughts as you're playing in the end game? Is there does like the end game open up into something else, or like does it give you um, more stuff to do? It does give you more stuff to do. Um, there is more. Uh, like right now, uh, like the end game basically reminds you, you know, hey, there's all these Pokemon to catch. Um, I haven't really been diving into the uh, a lot of the end game stuff yet, uh, or sorry, a lot of the um, uh, the like the 
main quest for the end game mm, yet, okay. just because I've been kind of uh, tying up a lot of loose ends with mm-hmm. uh, the side quests and catching Pokemon and uh, you know doing all of that. But in general, um, it there there it does add some stuff in there. <clears throat> um, if you're if you're wanting to complete the Pokedex for everything, then there's that to do too. There's a lot of more Pokemon to catch and. So Just, there, there is a lot of stuff that you still have able to do, but I, I've just been, I haven't really gotten as far into that end game stuff because I'm just like, all right, let's let's clean up all of these side quests first, and okay, I'm gonna I gotta catch this Pokemon, and okay, I'm trying to do boat stealth on this on this fish so that I can catch this Pokemon unawares. Uh, which Boat never stealth works for on me. a fish. Uh huh. That's yeah. All right. But well. yeah, I, I, my, my feelings are are generally a lot more positive than than yours. But sure. I, I, I get what you're saying because I think that all sounds good. I just don't know if that's necessarily what they're going for with Pokemon, and I still kind of vibe with Pokemon this game, even if yeah. it's not necessarily <clears throat> because it's like you say all these things, and it's like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds really good, but it's like I even what it is, it still feels like you know, just kind of the exploration and finding new areas and going, "Oh, there's a new Pokémon here." Just it, that that kind of loop feels just really really good for me. Yeah, that for me that hasn't like felt that way. Every once I'm like, "Oh, it's that Pokémon. I want to catch it." And okay, I caught it and it's probably just going to sit in a pasture. <laughs> just uh so i yeah I, I don't know how yeah i don't know what my feelings about pokemon going forward are going to be but there we are uh but we've also played some other games this week allison at least one other game <laughs> yeah oh. um yeah you said other games and i'm like sweat because i've only played one other game um, hey and that's I picked... <laughs> basically more than i have played <laughs> Uh, it's two I, more than I can talk I, about. <laughs> yeah, because I uh, basically uh, I haven't played too much of it yet, but I've picked up Ali Ali Worlds because I saw that it actually came out this week. Um, so, have either of you played any of the games in the Ali Ali series? I played a bit of the first one, I think. Same. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I was at too. Where I'd played a bit of the first one and not very much, but now I've been playing. Uh, Ollie Ollie World, which I think is really kind of like I don't know. They're really opening, trying to make this like a really good jumping in point for the series, which is so I think it's really fun. Like there's um like the one thing, one of the things that kind of was the most frustrating for the original Ollie Ollie games uh, was that you had to. Um, specifically consider landing a lot more than you do in this one. So here it's it's less, are you going to land it? It's more of like, what are the cool tricks you can do? Are you going to jump over these things? So it, it's kind of um, similar to the other games where you have like various levels that you go through and, and skate through. Um, but you can, there's... Uh, various challenges that you can do. You have scores based off of tricks that you can do. Uh, so, but this time there's a lot of 
customization. Um, like right before before you jump into the game, you immediately are like, oh, there there's like a million options and almost all the rewards are various cosmetics and stuff. So that kind um make you want to do some of those challenges more because I was like, ah, man, I I need to go back to a specific level because there's a skateboard that looks like a popsicle and I really fucking sure. Is I'm like, l- I need that I need that skateboard. Um but basically When you say it looks like a popsicle, do you mean it's like a regular skateboard with a popsicle design or is it a popsicle with wheels? Um, I think it's a little bit of the middle, where it's like a skateboard, has popsicle design, but also has a stick on it. Okay. It's got a stick. Okay. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... So basically, if you haven't played it, um, Ali Ali is one of the skateboard games that have been coming out. Uh, This um, just generally is a kind of bright and... uh, uh colorful kind of take on that like very cartoony some of the visuals are kind of like adventure timey in in their way um uh, and how they yeah. look hmm uh, i thought i thought the same thing the uh, when I, yeah. all the trailers i'm like this is real adventure time style yeah and steven universe adventure time yeah like... just very cartoony but then it also um has some fun sense of humor like there's uh uh like the there's a pretty light story right now, which is where you are a, a skater looking to succeed the um, current skate wizard who uh, is the uh, intermediary wizard. between the skate gods and the world. <laughs> it's like in this, you're on the, these islands that are perfectly built for being for skateboarding and. So it's there's just a lot of um you know there's it's it, it's genuinely genuinely really funny like there are some puns in there that made me groan very very much so which is what you want from a pun where you just go oh okay oh <laughs> but, you know in a good way but it's it's just generally just a super fun game and I think the thing that is cool about Ali Ali in a way that it's I think is the case with a lot of skateboard games is that it the skill ceiling is just super high. I don't cause I'm not very good in this, but like I could I would really like to see some super high level play because I feel like you could do some really fun stuff in it. Sure. And um but also since they've made the gameplay more accessible with the, like the landing, it really um, you know, you could kind of make play, make of it what you will, basically, where if you want to just ignore all the challenges and just kind of get to the end of the level, which involves, you know, some jumping and some, uh, you know, kind of basic stuff, that's fine. But if you want to, you know, get really good at tricks or get really good at upping your score or get really um you know do some of the additional challenges that will also be something that you can do um and then you're rewarded with um a new hat or a new shirt or something like that so it, it, it i think that the kind of balancing of difficulty works really well just because of it, it allows you to kind of get as good as you want to be um like 
I, I know that I'm never going to be like a top tier level player, but there are times when I'm not playing Not with it that attitude, you aren't. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I want that, I want that hat. Or I want that popsicle skateboard. I need to, I need to get good enough for the popsicle skateboard. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just generally really, really delightful. Um, I don't know what it is about in colorful indie games about sports, but like fucking that's what I, I love. And this is just really, really well made. So I, I'm I'm just really enjoying it a lot and excited to see more. I bought the uh the I think it's called the Rad Edition, which is uh um which is just with the uh season pass, which promise which looks like they're adding quite a bit of content in two waves of DLC. So I, I guess I'm in it for the long haul with with Ali Ali World, but you know, it's it's good and the levels are also so short that it's I think it's a really good game to just pick up if you want to have a short play, like just play for a little bit. And that's kind of how I'm approaching it because sometimes you get you get a little frustrated because you keep falling at a specific area and you're like, you know, I'm just gonna go watch TV for a little bit and then come back to it. And it, it's, it, 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 it really lends itself well to kind of short sessions. If you, if you want to play it like that. Sure. But. Has it got kind of like a trials style sort of atmosphere? Like, yeah, well, it also has like a lot of very fast restarts. Like, um, one of the, one of the things that you can go for is, uh, uh, beating a level without using any of the checkpoints. So you can, so if you wanted to go for that, you can go back to the start. But there is also checkpointing in the in the middle of the levels, and going back to the levels, uh, back to the checkpoints is just as easy as pressing a button, and it immediately pops you back. So it's like you're you you can fall a lot, or you can miss a jump a lot, and face plant into whatever uh, hazard is down there. But it's like spawning back to the checkpoints is super fast and and easy. So it you know. It, it's it's it it doesn't feel like being bad is uh, a huge issue <laughs> until you uh and with that or un- until you are trying to go for some of the you know kind of higher level challenges and stuff. That makes sense. Feels like feels like Oli Oli World is like the perfect Game Pass game. I to me. oh I bet yeah. That'll be a great Game Pass game. Um, I know I, the first two were on Game Pass. I'm pretty sure. It, for a it, short period of time, Ollie Ollie World could certainly come to Game Pass at any moment. Yeah, yeah I, 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 mean, I I would expect to get six months I, later, like Forgotten City style. Shocker, shocker! I brought bought it on Switch, and uh, I I think it's a good, very good Switch game, just because of, like if, if yeah. I'm sitting around and I'm like watching something, I'm like. You know, I'm gonna pick this I up. I could be and skateboarding. Play for five minutes. I yeah. could be skateboarding. So you know, up like I, I, I personally really like it on on a handheld console, just because it's it allows me to go. Just you know, okay, gonna try this for a little bit and then get a little mm. bit frustrated and go. All right, time to do something else. So I, I, I personally really like that, and I think the first time I played Oli Oli was on fucking 3ds maybe. <laughs> but um 
I, I think that, you know, if, if any of this sounds good, you should pick it up on whatever uh, platform you want or or wait to see what the, uh, you know, if, if, if you're looking for Game Pass. But even still, I think it's just like if you're looking for that kind of uh, skateboarding game, I think that's or or the indie sports game, that's kind of a no brainer. And I've I've been really enjoying my my time with it. I'm still waiting on Sports Story. I know. Oh my god, that is like Golf Story was was my love, and Sports Story. I I I was thinking about that this morning, where I was like, when's Sports Story coming out? Because I need that game. They said this year, right? My life, probably. I hope so. I, mean, they I thought that it, it was in... supposed to be last year, and then they were like, "Covid, sorry, 2022." Yeah, I mean, they announced it mm-hmm. in 2019, and I'm like, "Take your time to make it good." But also, I'm like, once that comes out, I'm dropping literally everything else and playing Sports Story, which is very interesting considering I don't care about sports in the uh, slightest in any other capacity (laughs) but (laughs) there's specific games that i just really love um especially like stuff like golf story and and a lot of other golf games for for whatever reason i I can't i I can't find a date for sports story Uh, oh but i'm once it again once it comes out i'm just going to yeah, uh, go ham. Drop go ham on sports story. All right. Well, while we uh, wait for Allison to go ham, we're gonna wait. We're gonna hear about Sam. Oh. Uh, you really, uh, really struggling on this one. I did. Yep, yep, I did. did. I wasn't I wasn't gonna stop it on we're gonna hear from Sam, but I was like, that rhymes with ham. And that was not the intention, but here we are. (laughs) That's a segue, baby. Yeah. I um so this week I've mostly been playing an embargo game, so I can't talk about it. But And that's all for Sam now. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Thanks (laughs) for joining us played a couple of hours of Lost Ark, Amazon Games Korean import MMO. So um, I think I've probably only had like two hours in it so far, which is woefully low compared to a lot of people who seem to be obsessed with it right now. Two of my friends are on Discord from 8am in the morning to about 1am in the morning. Uh, playing Lost Ark with each other like pretty much consistently for the entire day. And they have been since the soft launch. It's like four days in a row now. Wow. Um, uh, they, they're, yeah, they're big. They're, um, they were huge into Diablo, but they're also huge into MOBAs. And like the, the big surprise for me was that Lost Ark plays like a MOBA. Mm-hmm. So like things like positioning and like the way your character is facing matters so you know like in diablo you like you'll have the mouse clicking around and you're like oh i want to do this specific move then you just kind of like press the press the keyboard key and it does it in the direction mm-hmm. that the the mouse is facing 
Whereas in Lost Ark, the the mouse doesn't matter. The the direction where your character is facing is, is where it's firing, which is uh, something I have struggled to get a hang of. That does it sound feels really uh, counterintuitive. Yeah, that that sounds tricky. Yeah, it feels really counterintuitive to me personally. But um, I was also wondering if maybe other spells, other classes might not have that. Because like I, I tried a Paladin. Because mm-hmm. my favourite Diablo class was Crusader. So I was like, oh, I'll try the Paladin out. Sure. Um, they've um, they've now banned creating new characters or restricted it. So uh, maybe there won't be... Um, I won't be able to try any other characters out. But um, yeah, I played a couple of hours. I played through the like tutorial section of the game where they're like here's how you do this um it looks really nice like way nicer than i was expecting um and i'm only playing it like i'm playing it on a laptop Mm. um so i'm i'm not got the world's most powerful laptop it is a razor but it's not like a 3080 in there um it's only a uh, i think it's like a 10 a 20 something Series card and it's mm-hmm. it's really nice. Um, performance is really good, um, which is really surprising. Seeing as the servers were so full, people were queuing for hours. So you think <laughs> that there would be some issues, but was fine the whole time. Um, but yeah, no, really like it so far. Um, I have been having to prioritize embargoed game, uh, and I've also been uh, reading a shit ton. Uh, and Andre and I have been d- DMing back and forth about uh, Stormlight Archive. Um, Finally, I, spent... I spoke about this game on the podcast like two years ago, or not the, this, this book on the podcast like two years ago. And I was like, oh my God, it's so amazing. It's like Dynasty Warriors and a bunch of other stuff. It's incredible. And then it took like a year and a half to get other people to read it. But now at least one person has read some of them and then getting pat on the train it's it's so good but uh there'll be probably some discussion of that in the future uh, so watch out for that in the podcast feed yeah we're thinking we're thinking about doing some bonus episodes to talk about cosmo books which should be really exciting because those books are fantastic 100 percent um yeah um but yeah, I think Lost Ark is something that I would love to like sit down and put a load of time into. The the thing that's uh the big struggle for me at the moment is I'm playing it on my lap on a laptop because the uh power so- some of the power sockets in my house are fucked because we have bad we have bad wiring and we haven't got mm. an electrician in to fix it. So the sockets where my desk is are all broken. <laughs> so I can't use my monitor, I can't sit at a desk to play it. Um, which is a big struggle, and uh, yeah. I think if that if I could do that, I think I would probably be enjoying the game a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. But for yeah, now, it's not in ideal circumstances right at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Like for now, good. Uh, I'm enjoying it, um, but it's the um, uh, I'm mostly playing embargoed game, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, but I, I'm hoping to have more to say on Lost Ark in a few weeks' time. Okay. Yeah, I try and hook up with my two friends who are playing a shitload of it and see if they'll give me a pro tour. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, I too uh, played something embargoed 
or NDA at least, uh, that I was excited to talk about. Then I realized, oh, there's an NDA on this, so I can't talk about that. So I booted up a hot Game Pass release from, I don't know, a week, two weeks ago, a while ago, uh, called Nobody Saves the World from mm. Drinkbox Games, uh, which is uh, Drinkbox are the developers of Guacamele and Guacamele 2. Guacamele, fantastic Metroidvania game. Mm-hmm. Guacamele Two, slightly less fantastic. Still, it's still got some good stuff in there. It just didn't hit me as hard as Guacamele did. Which you know that's fine. They can't all be the best games. Nobody Saves the World is not a Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's acceptable to say it's not a Metroidvania. Though it does yeah, I mean, share it... some ideas with Metroidvanias. Where you are gaining abilities and those abilities allow you to do different things in the world and see different things, go different places. But you're using magic to transform between various uh, states of being, I guess. You start off as a weird pantsless naked blob man, like don't we all? That's true. We all we all do. Uh, some less, mostly not so much of a man as a, as well, much as yeah. a baby, but you know, man or woman or anywhere in between. Start. You are a full sized person. Oh, okay. In this game, uh, and but you're naked, and they're like, "Whoa, why are you naked, man? That's weird." Okay, that's I guess whatever. And then you get. You get a magic wand, you get the ability to turn into a rat, and as you level up this rat, you get the ability to transform into even more stuff, a guard, a ranger, an egg, and then from the ranger, you can become some other stuff, a horse, no, that's from the guard, you can become a horse, you can become all sorts of stuff, and each of these uh, transformations brings with it new abilities, or new powers, so the horse can gallop across the screen, and when it attacks, it kicks behind it. So you have to position yourself so you're get your ass towards the enemies, then you can kick them all you want. Stuff like that. It's a neat way of building up the... giving you different options in combat. Mm-hmm. By Each character has all these different options, and then you get the ability to customize and combine powers from different transformations and passives and active abilities which you need to use to combat uh, different enemy types that have resistances like oh you need to hit this enemy with with a piercing damage and then you can hit them with anything and that'll hurt them or you need to hit them with dark damage or light or blunt I think those are the three like piercing slashing blunt dark and light are the four types uh yeah so you and you mix and match those and you're completing quests by doing specific actions so the guard you have to get hit you're supposed to kill enemies while you're have his passive active and you activate the passive by getting your health knocked down to below 25 percent. i think at the first level so you have to get knocked down and then you have to kill enemies which gives you a... It's a different sort of challenge, 
where you're putting yourself into a vulnerable spot to then get stronger, uh, which is a neat way to handle that stuff. But I think, Sam, you were saying it feels sort of like there's no friction or gr- what, what were you saying about it? Uh, there's no, there's no weight to the movement. Okay, sure. At all, yeah. all the like attacks. It feels like everywhere, yeah. everywhere in the game. Like I played like an hour and a bit, mm-hmm. and I feel like the uh, I I won't go back to it. I uninstalled it. Mm-hmm. Um, the game felt like I was in a Mario Ice level the whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Okay, like it felt like there was just no weight at all on mm. the movement and like i'm not saying that i desperately need that and can't live without it yeah but I, it, there wasn't really anything else pulling me along and i was like if the, mm. the moving feels this unfun i'm not interested in carrying on playing you weren't like enticed by randy the rat is it randy the rad was that the guy's name the you're just like a, he's really annoying and the entire time you're just like kind of an asshole to him uh, which is, I, I thought that was a cute bit. There's a part where you, you have to go to the horse mines, which is mm. like mines where they have some horses and there's a bunch of like, they're mining carrots, I guess. I don't know. They're big carrots. I don't know. Anyway, you let the horses out, minor spoilers, and then one of them has like a an exclamation point over their head. They're, they have a quest, but if you talk to them, you're like, this this horse doesn't care about you. You go back with the horse form, and then you fall in love with this other horse. And As you do. Yeah, and there's this whole this little narrative plays out, and then you get an achievement, or that you complete a story quest, or a quest called Unbridled Love. And I was just like, oh my god. Beautiful pun. Can't That's believe. A good joke. Yeah, and so that stuff, the humor in there is mixed throughout. I don't know if the difficulty it's not punishingly hard but there have been enough things where I die over and over again in like the same room and like oh no the checkpoint like I have to go get that key again uh and it's not that it was like a challenge but like you were saying there's not any real weight to the attacks or the movement but Mostly it's about strategizing. How am I going to clear clear this room sort of in the most efficient way possible? And using different abilities and, you know, whatever's fun. Uh, and what is the most... How do I keep my distance and also take down a bunch of enemies at once and heal up and all that stuff? I'm curious to see the other forms. There's a mermaid in there that I haven't gotten yet. And I, I like the humor enough. Uh, I think Drinkbox is pretty funny. So I'll probably put some more time into it. Especially because I played for like two hours and the entire time I listened to an audiobook. And that was that There's was pretty solid. There's something said about games where you can do that, you know? Yep. It was... like, just chill, listen to a podcast or an audiobook. Yep. Play a game. Definitely. And so that was a... a a nice experience because it's not so heavy on war. It's not so wordy that you really need to be paying super close attention. Occasionally there's a conversation, you know, 
pay attention then. But yeah, uh, so nobody saves the world. It's on Game Pass. I'd say check it out. It's it's got really nice art. I really like the art of the overworld, and I think it's got pretty good humor. There's you meet some knights. They're like a guild or dragon slayer guild or something. I don't know. And they've all got quests they want you to do. And one of them is like, oh, I'm so-and-so the rat slayer. I can kill any rat in one punch. Bring me a rat and I'll show you. And so you can transform into a rat and you can put your... (laughs) Okay, punch me. And then he'll punch you and you just die. And sure enough, it is in one (laughs) shot. He just like like punches you into mist or something. It's like, oh, okay. Well, yep. Okay. I thought I was not going to lie. I would have absolutely done that too. Thought I was thought I was tougher than your average rat, but apparently not. Uh, So when he says any rat, he yeah he he so I imagine I have to I have to survive his punch somehow, and I have to figure out how to survive his punch. There might be some sort of like ability that gives me invulnerability or something. I don't know. We'll see. And you'll. Crush his dreams by being a rat that survives his punch. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's mostly what I played this week. I, I read, played something that's NDA'd, and then nobody saves the world. <laughs> I, 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 and Pokemon, but yeah, we talked about that. Uh, but that didn't stop Nintendo this week. All of we've got two news stories this week, and they're both about Nintendo. Yeah, excellent. It's what uh, I like. I'm you touching want... my Nintendo Switch right now. Me too. Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, we know this segment won't be biased. Oh, okay. The Nintendo shills. Um, I could also touch an Xbox controller. No, oh, you got but some X- X- Xbox. Got to pay me some money. Nintendo shills and Xbox. 5. Oh, you got Sony ponies. <laughs> uh, well, I'm touching my computer too. So we, we we've got all of our systems near us. Do we? How do how do we want to approach this? We got two stories. We got a we got an upbeat story. We got a downer story. Which one do we want to touch first? Let's touch on Let's Downer touch so we can end Downer, on. Yeah. Okay. Happy. Yeah. All cops are bastards, and so is Nintendo. Okay. Uh, they Nintendo set out sent out a gloating, absolutely gloating press release about the imprisonment of a hacker pirate piracy uh, pirate, I guess, uh, emulation community person who had been sentenced to, I believe it's three years in jail by the U.S. government for their piracy activities, which had also impacted Nintendo. And Nintendo was so happy about it, they sent out a press release to, you know, media and stuff. Not not a great look. Like, yeah, you... The thing is, is that, I mean, this wasn't, like, just, like, your run-of-the-mill piracy, though. This was, like... He was straight up like part of a was he giant cracking switches ring and like giving away switch like allowing part, pirate like, switch games. Cracked hardware, cracked everything. Mm. So it's like it's not like this is like some emu- like some random emulation site got you know. But Andre, years. what's this man's name? 
Gary Bowser. Um, but I, that that stuff I don't think matters. It's a weird coincidence. Just like Doug we'll Bowser being it's, being it's president. Though, is, isn't it? Uh, so let's Bowser's see. also the Mario villain. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like apparently the like the feds estimated that it was like sixty five million in losses, like to like to that extent. I, so I don't that's know. that's some bullshit. Like those numbers are all made up. They're all fake. Like we, there is data showing that piracy generally, there depending on, on a company like Nintendo, piracy is not going to hurt them. It can hurt small companies and small creators and certain industries. But when Nintendo is selling the same, like when games like Mario Kart Eight are still like the top selling games. I mean, yeah, they're just, not like what are like gonna put them out of eight year old games. But I think I think we need to you know make a di- like we could say like this is a different level than like some sure this is not a rom a site off of right. It's not like the yeah. same thing as like like you know Nintendo recently copyright strike uh, like a, a guy who does who put a bunch of Pokemon music on on YouTube and it's like yeah like that kind of that fucking sucks like. Because, you know, and now they're starting to do some more stuff with that, but previously they hadn't been. But also, uh, you know, I think we could acknowledge also that, hey, like, this is wildly different. And these are people who are, like, actively making money off of, off of these, you know, the, off the, of this piracy. I saw a fantastic tweet the other day that was like, this week, it's announced that Xbox is buying Activision, Sony is buying Bungie, and Nintendo is buying a law firm to send cease and desists. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they're within their rights to say, hey, stop making that stuff. They're within their rights to say, protect their IP and say, hey, we don't think uh, you should be pirating our stuff. Stop that. It's the gloating like oh yes we are so happy that uh this man is being sent to prison and i mean the statement is just like i I felt i don't know i was reading it it was pretty i thought it was pretty innocuous of like they appreciate the hard work and tireless efforts of federal prosecutors and law enforcement agencies to curb illegal activities on a global scale that cause serious harm to nintendo and the video game industry they also could say nothing and well, the, yeah. They're, they they just, they're rubbing it in, they're gloating. It's interesting, right? So it's been 36 years since the original Super Mario Brothers, and it took the FBI to take Bowser down. Your podcast hasn't paused, everyone. That was the pure sound <laughs> of non-laughter from that I- joke. I'm going to extend that for like a minute in post. <laughs> in uh, on kind of funny's PS, I love you. Greg Miller specifically often says he likes to pause for a really long time to make people check their podcast player to see if it's still playing. I think <laughs> it's a good joke. That's totally fair. Uh, but yeah, I I don't think Nintendo was ever actively hurt by this. I mean, I think that this is, like, this is a hard one to say, because, like, 
Nintendo hurts themselves more than this person could have hurt them. Well, yeah, but, like, also, I I don't know. I think that it's, like, I I think it's, I I don't know. Like, this seems like it's, like, the top level of piracy in terms of, like, they had active hardware that they were selling and to buy, uh, to be able to download stolen games. And I don't know. I think that there's, like, a... I, I don't want to connect it over to, like, the emulation scene that's, like, more dedicated to, like, preservation or sure. dedicated to, you know, buying old games or, you know, playing games that you can't play. Like, this this just, I don't know. Sure. Uh, but I do think... This is, like, for-profit theft rather than yeah preservation or um, helping more people play more games. Sure. Uh, and I think a lot of what Nintendo does is for-profit theft. So, <laughs> some of the stuff that they do with their uh, service. But, yeah, it's... Uh, but aren't he should not, he should... you could play Splatoon 2 for free online for a whole year? Uh, wow. That's so generous. Uh, he... They should not have been doing what they were doing. Like, I'm not gonna argue. Like, they did nothing wrong, but is there's just you know uh extradited from the was it Dominican Republic is that where it was uh yeah extradited from probably pissed Dominican Republic to the US for things like money laundering wire fraud conspiracy to circumvent technological measures and to traffic and circumvention devices so that is the uh, jailbroken hardware modding chips uh for stuff and yeah, that that stuff's gonna get in trouble. It gets you in trouble. It's a victimless yeah. crime. Mostly, there there are small developers who can be hurt by this. Uh, but yeah, because I was gonna say like I don't know, pirate a Nintendo game, whatever. But if you're pirating like an indie game, like that that genuinely does hurt indie developers quite a bit. People like, probably... I've definitely seen indie developers show like how much like what percent is pirated and how much that has genuinely hurt them so it does you know like if 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 you are like i don't want to pay money for luigi's mansion 3 like you know i you know whatever then you shouldn't play luigi's mansion 3 like if if you're making the choice to say i don't want to play it or i don't want to pay for it then you just shouldn't play it because you know whatever if there is if there is a, I can't afford these games. There's no way for me to afford these games, especially with Nintendo games, which never come down in price or very rarely come down in price and and come down very little. You know, they'll come down to like $40 maybe if you're lucky in the first couple of years. Um, like that is, you know, some people, they can't afford that. And the only way they can play Nintendo games is through emulation. And that's assuming they can emulate whatever the current hardware is. Hmm. I am um, in the UK. There's a website that started up like uh, over COVID that's called like game swap shop. And it it's grown out of a, a Facebook group, I think. Hmm. And it's basically like, you just put up a game and say like, I have this game. I want to play these games. And someone else comes in and does the swap. Mm-hmm. And there's enough members now that it, apparently it's pretty reliable. I've not tried it out because I don't tend to buy physical games, mm-hmm. but um, seems like a seems like the sort of thing that could help a lot of people play a more games, 
yeah. and be like, especially if you're in the kind of, if you're a, a kid, and like you know you get uh, kids are not Facebook. Three D world, come on, old yeah. man. Well, okay, <laughs> then it's yeah, not yeah, a Facebook yeah. site; it's yeah, a website, not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if like you know, if you're a kid, and you you get Mario Three D World and you beat it, and like you're like, oh, I would like to play Breath of the Wild. You could take Mario Three D World to your local game store, and they'll be like, oh yeah, we'll give you five pounds for that, uh, and then you have to give us forty five pounds for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Whereas on this swap shop, like you choose the value. You know, you can say like. This is a brand new game, so I want two old games or like another brand new game sort of thing. I think that's the that is the way that I see like slight and obviously, you know, that does mean that the developers don't get the money for two yeah. people playing those games. But I do feel like that's a lot less harmful to the industry than piracy. Because once you get mm-hmm. you know, if you get comfortable with piracy of from the people who can afford to lose a game sale then you might also start to get comfortable with the people who can't afford to lose a game sale. I see, I see a lot of discussion on like uh on, like online and people are like, "Oh, well, you know, I couldn't um uh I didn't have that much cash, so I just pirated I can't remember what game it was now. Celeste. There's mm-hmm. a lot there's someone who's like, oh, "I didn't have much cash, so I just pirated Celeste." And like that sucks. I yeah, I was like, "Well, you know, that's like a single person developer." Uh, like they, they poured their heart and soul and years of their life into it, and the game isn't super expensive. Like, yes, you might not have that much money now, but like, wait till payday, sort of thing. You know, like yeah. there's certain types of there's certain types of piracy which feel like willfully ignoring the fact that other people, yeah, you know, make those games to make money, and then there's like the there's the like, well, you know, if you you know, buy a copy of Cyberpunk, play it offline for forty hours, and then refund it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Who does that? <coughs> oh, sorry, everybody. Um, it's especially listeners. Um, but yeah, like, do, does that super harm a developer who works at CD Projekt Red? Probably not. Right, uh, they, but they do that themselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, CD Projekt Red management does that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But what yeah, about I... more positive news, Andre? I mean, I'll carry, I mean, you can carry on, Alison. Oh no, it's just it's it's a complicated issue, I think, and mm. I don't know if like you should necessarily get, you know, three years in prison for that. But it's like, I don't know. It's I mean, money laundering is probably the thing that got him the prison time. That's probably true, actually. There, let's see. Uh, so one of the he pled guilty to two counts. Uh... Let's see. Several. Okay, so yeah, he had he had to pay ten million dollar fine. You know, had to pay. I don't know if there was a ten million dollars to pay uh, to Nintendo and damages. Uh, yeah, so you know, extradited from. I don't know if they're Gary Bowser. That sounds like a an American name. So maybe they were just mm. living down there. I, yeah, it, it's weird. It's probably. Came from the Mushroom Kingdom, yeah. As a um expatriate, you know. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, maybe there'll be a drastic prison, a dramatic prison break, and Gary Bowser's covered in tattoos from head to toe, conspicuously. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, 
re- relate to a map of the prison. Yeah, in the sewer in. system, and he's gonna yeah go down go down the toilet. Yeah, he makes an uh, origami Mario star mm-hmm. with the yep. eyes in the middle. Yep, definitely. Prison he's place. actually committed this whole uh, this whole piracy thing just to get his brother out of prison. Mm-hmm. That's that's the truth, and you can play it in a game that was announced at the Nintendo Direct. I don't know. Uh, a way out? <laughs> no, they did not announce a way out for the Switch. A way out cloud <laughs> version for the Nintendo Switch. I don't know. I feel like that came out, didn't it? Did I don't out? know. Maybe. maybe I'm crazy. I, I didn't play it. I, I played know. a way out on PlayStation. It's good. Okay, well... Uh, Nintendo Direct did not have a way out, but it did have other games. It did. Mm. I allegedly. Allegedly, there's a lot of weep shit in there. There was, and I was, I was th- thrilled for that because that's what I want is the weird weeb shit. So, starting off the weird weeb shit, Fire Emblem Three Hopes, an Here alternate. We go. And it seems like an alternate timeline for Three Houses, but it's a Musou game instead of a tactical turn-based ARP, yeah, whatever. So, <clears throat> continuing the Fire Emblem Warriors series um, with more, more, more of my friends from Three Houses. So I actually, you know, I like some of those characters, so that would be... a theoretically interesting i'm not interested in playing a muso game really you know i'm never i'm never really that interested in a muso game but i've done it multiple times recently because of zelda and uh persona so mm-hmm. you know i did play want to force me to play this fire emblem warriors i played the whole of fire emblem warriors i played i finished the story uh, wow. I, I thought it was pretty good okay um i don't think i'll pick this up uh, mostly because I played Fire Emblem Wars because there wasn't much out to play at the mm. time. Sure. And uh, I'm already uh, massively behind on games <laughs> that I wanted to play this year. Oh my so... god, there's there's too many video games. Well, Horizon is out in six days. Jesus Christ. I still haven't finished the first one. Elden Ring is uh, out. I'm going to watch in... the ending because I got to the final mission and then my save corrupted. The final I mission fucking that. sucks. <laughs> final mission such Excellent. a bummer. I think I, all the story like playing, is playing it was it. yeah playing it was was the bummer. Uh, it was just the boss is like what this is the boss really, but yeah it's uh, I'm my, gonna be I'm gonna be holding off on Horizon until I don't know sometime later. Uh, Elden Ring is in two weeks, so that's what I'm going to mm. be playing. God, Jesus Christ! Um, for me, it's Triangle Strategy that's coming soon, and I'm like. I also want to play that. Well, well uh, there's another strategy RPG coming out in uh, March as well. Relayer is out in March. The Space Mech Fire Emblem. God damn it! Didn't, so hadn't heard about that. Okay, yeah, sure. I, hadn't I am either, so but it out of tune really with what's good. coming out. Jesus Christ! There's too yeah, many video games. Speaking Relayer of, looks fantastic. I'll show you a trailer. Speaking of games that look really good from the Nintendo Direct. Super Mario Strikers Battle League. I so that is said games that look good. D- yeah, the beautiful game, football. Hmm. Uh, I am um, that is 
probably the game I am most excited about because Super Mario Strikers is good and like everything else was like, oh, I've seen this before, at least to me. I'm like, okay, this is something I've seen before, I guess. And or Super Mario Strikers say. Battle League, is, well, yeah, exactly, was like actually like I didn't think they'd do it, but they did. Uh, so mm. yeah, they got. Four, I say this. I say five on five. Say, you can do like, eight player um, local co-op or whatever. Gaming fix FC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for mm-hmm. that game, we're doing that. Um, Get the footy. I'm really I'm excited. Not, I don't want to buy Nintendo Switch Online. God damn it. Get, we should get a family pack and just share it. <laughs> it costs basically nothing. Can can you do that across the regions? Oh, oh. Um, do you know what? No idea. But you, that well, at least you Americans could share it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um I'm the couple of <clears throat> I, there are a couple of things that I was really interested in. Um, the first. Uh, one that I'm probably is probably the one that I'm most excited about is that the uh, SNES game Live Alive is getting a that, uh, l- l- 2D. Mm. That's how it's pronounced. I checked. Okay, it's uh, Live Alive. Okay. okay. No, it's Live Alive. I looked this up. That's live, what it okay. says. <laughs> um, <sighs> but it um, Damn. basically that's a Super Nintendo. Uh, RPG that is like been a cult classic. I I personally hadn't heard of it. Um, that had been never localized in the U.S., but it is getting an HD 2D remake. And the more that I'm reading about this game, the more I'm like, this is this sounds so interesting. Um, because the yeah, I'm super hyped for it. The concept of that game is that it's is that there's different. Uh, you're playing all these kind of interconnected stories and they're all in different worlds and uh, environments with different, you know, themes. And it just seems like a really interesting kind of unique game that never got, uh, you know, presented overseas. So I'm Mm. like really excited. And I think that's something that I could genuinely really, really love. Um, just based off of what they've been saying about that game, because it it just sounds exactly like like my cup of tea. So sure. I'm very excited about that. Um, the other thing that I thought was really cool, uh, I I haven't played Chrono Cross, but they announced Chrono Cross. Um, oh, I'm gonna remaster that. remake. That's... Yeah, and I'm um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna play that. <clears throat> but the thing that also <laughs> excited me. Was that it includes a text adventure that was only done for the Nintendo SNES service, the Satellaview, um, which is the Nintendo SNES, or, or sorry, just just Super Famicom uh, satellite gaming service where they would stream stuff to your SNES, which has a lot of stuff that hasn't been archived on a uh, future, like, from game preservation modern, modern. Yeah, yeah because well because so much of it was just done live like yeah. they had a, there were a lot of games where they had like full soundtracks or voice acting and stuff because they were basically um airing it live like and you could only play that game 
do that when it was actually airing. Like it was, it was like appointment TV. Um, so there's just so much lost game content from the, uh, Satella view. Um, but like seeing them actively put the work in putting a, like a text adventure Satella view game in there makes me just like, I'm so excited. <laughs> I, and it's like, I don't have, I, I've never played Chrono Cross. I don't have like necessarily the, um, like emotional, you know, connection to that series, but like, like seeing seeing on a Nintendo Direct somebody bring back like a Satellaview thing is just like, what the fuck? It, it just it was so it was just so exciting for me. So I'm just very excited for that, and I really want to play Chrono Cross in in general. So I'm I'm excited to play that as well. So just. Lots of exciting things for me as a oh a, a weird game history perspective that showed up there. So yay. Uh also in terms of old <coughs> RPGs, Earthbound. Yeah. One, one, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings coming just to the first mother's game the is is they're just coming to the nintendo switch online switch stuff yep. i thought this is it they're gonna they're gonna do it mother three it's coming and no that's e3 yeah. if it's gonna that, that's the sort of thing you say for e3 i feel like i i sure uh i just thought okay they're gonna put earthbound here and then and surprise mother three I mean, they would need to have a full Either um, just do port the person GBA, who do a proper port. Full... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need to have a proper port or a proper remake for that. Um, well, they which... put games on there in just commercial emulator wrappers that they've bought. Like... Sure, but they right. haven't open source. Have they haven't GBA... put a G. They haven't put a GBA thing on there. So yeah, that's that's the that's the issue there. Uh, but I mean, they can definitely do that. They just have a translation. Yeah. There's also some, from what I understand, some content in in Mother Three that's like they might have to deal with the you not know, aged the, well. Remove, remove the vagina all. bones. Exactly. Add more. Hmm. And to add more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. Uh, there's just some. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't played it, so there's. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to say, but there are some there is some content that led to it not being interesting uh, translated before. So it's it's it'll be interested to see. Okay. Yeah. I I have not played Earthbound. I know nothing about it. I, uh, I or I, like I, I know little... I know like uh, Earthbound says all cops are bastards, and they're. Like you can pick your favorite food, and that's like all I know. Yeah, I I've only played a little bit of it on on the uh, SNES or the um, classic, which I I never finished it. So I, I think I'm actually gonna try to finish it because it's definitely one of those things that I I feel like I should sure. have in my arsenal as a JRPG fan. So. Um, see uh, uh, other stuff on the list 
Portal is coming to the Switch. Portal one and two. Uh, that's I probably interesting. Might get that. It's coming out right as the Steam Deck is about to come out, which is funny. Uh, and I also, I play Portal Two with Fiona, the sure um, multiplayer. But I, to be fair, I could just buy the orange box and play it on Series X. Yeah, that would be a better yeah. experience, probably. Mm. Yeah, that's what my Al- thought. Also, why is Portal coming out on the Switch in twenty twenty two? Because um, Nintendo loves old shit. Why Most is, of the games why is Valve why is Valve even bothering? Like, why why would they? The Switch is popular. They could get a few extra sales for probably not that much work. I don't know. I mm. Mm, I I just I don't know why they would do it. I, they're I, just they're um unless trialing because the... they're going to put Half Life Alex on Switch. Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. With the Labo cardboard. Yeah. Labo VR. Yeah. Half Life Alex. There we go. We cracked it. Cracked the Maybe case. Maybe I'll finally get to play Half Life Alex there. Uh, Apparently, it's going to PSVR too. Alex, but I, I I've been it. saying. Uh, I've been saying since Half Life Alex came out, but it would come to the next PSVR iteration. People told me. I, I think I have said to that, buy yeah. the PSVR. I was. I was again. told. I was out of my mind. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that also re- that re- that requires yeah. uh, you know getting the new PSVR, however much that costs next year. Is it this year? I don't remember. This year, was, apparently, yeah. okay. end of the year. Yeah, um, uh, Xenoblade Three as well. Also, don't bury the lead. Yeah, that Again, was their big. Well, I don't the closer. I I don't yeah. like. Uh, I I played Xenoblade Two quite a quite a bit. Play it forty hours something. I no, I don't need to play that game anymore. <laughs> don't yeah, need to play uh, anything Xenoblade related ever again. I, well, it's it's interesting because I've like fallen off of Xenoblade One, Xenoblade Two. I liked Xenoblade Chronicles X the most, but that was uh, a on a weird Wii U, MMO B, departure and sort of thing. Really hard to play because the the text was too fucking small. Um, so I've bounced off a, a lot of games in that series, but. I want to be into that series so bad. There is so like, like the exact at this same trailer, and I'm going it, like, "Hmm, I could buy this." There is some of the stuff they do in Xenoblade with the having characters, having it's kind of a monster collecting game. Sort of, you're finding these different, I don't know, stands I mean, like from JoJo or whatever. You're finding these avatars or i don't know I don't, what i can't remember what they're called but you find these creatures Blades. or and they like, they fight with you and you can do quests with them and they'll be like hey i need you to help me with this i would love to have that in a pokemon game but you can't communicate if, with pokemon in that way i think that's only two right that yeah it's probably it's probably yeah yeah two uh two does it that way but uh apparently three combines and like mixes stuff from or like inner the stories from one and two start to intersect i guess i don't know interesting and i'm not they're not gonna bring back x which is the good one maybe they will i don't know who could say uh weirdly no man's sky coming to switch which just seems like yeah. it's gonna be a the nightmare a special nightmare how how are they gonna fit all that stuff on the switch who can say uh there's a special one for Sam. 
is your wands are ready. It is. I'm so excited for this. I've only ever played, so they only ever released Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Front Mission Three in the UK, and no others. They didn't release one or two. They didn't release four or five, um, and they're finally remastering one and two. I don't think they'll be as good as three because everyone says that three is where the series got good. But I'm definitely going to play them. Play the first one, and if I like it, the second one. Um, massive year for SRPGs this year. Triangle strategy, Sam Fire RPGs. Hell yeah! Um, well, also there is a Trails game out this year, um, so that's exciting. There was no Trails also, game last year. We also buried the lead here with not mentioning yet mouthful mode. That that Kirby game looks interesting. I am really excited for that. <laughs> uh, Kirby is the Glizzy Gulper. I think it looks good. <laughs> It looks good, but also it's like it's looks right, like what the Kirby fuck? can become a car now. Like, uh, yeah, it just looks like one of those like body wraps people put over to keep their car, you know, safe from the elements or whatever. Uh, speaking of cars, I bet this game is also going to get a lot of play in Sam's house. It's the Disney Speedstorm is Disney's kart racing game. Free to play, coming out this summer. You can play as Jack Sparrow, Sully, uh, probably some other people. I don't know. Uh, Mickey Mouse, I guess, is in there. There's going to have, it's going to have battle passes and exclusive seasonal characters and courses for you okay. to earn. So that's bad. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. The, it you know, I wonder how good it's going to be because they could. It doesn't have to be good for it to make too much money. Yeah, because it's, it's Disney. Yeah. And then this paired with the announcement that Mario Kart Eight is finally at uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is finally going to be getting DLC. Uh, after how many years are we into the Switch? Five. Like five years. And with this well, game, the game was like be ten years old next year. It came out Mar- in twenty thirteen originally. Sure, and then they did deluxe when the Switch launched. Uh, yeah, and 17. that was like, yeah, this game has been out since Switch launch, and before that was Mario Kart Eight, and now and there was DLC, and then all the DLC was in the deluxe. But yeah, so I think it's, it's like twenty five bucks per pass or something, or if that for the whole thing. There. They're putting a lot of other new tracks from old games in, uh, all the way from Super Mario Kart up to Mario Kart Tour. 48 new tracks, which is quite a bit. That's that's so Um, many. And if you're subscribed to their, like, Super Pass or whatever, you'll get... Like me, like a dummy, you get it for free. Well, You get it included. It is included. included. The Otherwise, Mario it is twenty five dollars for the whole pass. All for the Mario Kart DLC is um, there's already massive discount go, going around for it online. One of my friends, it's like twenty five pounds in the UK, and one of yeah. my friends saw it for sixteen pounds this morning. Mm-hmm. It's just on a buy a code third party. Mm. So well, there you go. Uh, there's uh, so yeah, I'm curious to see how people respond to that. I've seen some negative response saying, "Oh, it's a graphical downgrade on stuff." I you know, I don't know what they're putting in. Uh, so, so it doesn't seem like Mario Kart 9 is coming anytime soon. 
But... No, yeah, because this is, like, there's several waves of this. It looks like the last one is going to be sometime in 2023. So it's like yeah. they're, you know, this there's going to be quite a few waves. Um, but, but also Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is by, like, far and away the most oh, yeah. just Switch game. Like, um, I think I was looking it up. I was looking it up before that. Um, and it's like 6 million more than the second most popular game. Which there, is, let's see, when is this from? Um, the, this story is from November 2021. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the best-selling game in the series. 38.74 million units. Okay, yeah, because I'm seeing um, on Wikipedia as of the end of December, 43.5 oh, yep. million. Yep, that's on the Nintendo Investor Relations stuff now. So, yeah. Yep. So it's like, yeah. When... More than Animal Crossing, more than Smash, more than Breath of the Wild, Mario yeah. Kart. And it's like, and it's like way more than one than the, the next, yeah. than Animal Crossing. And then Animal Crossing is is 10 million more than the, the next. So I think yep. that just really shows just how big both of those games are. And then also um, how massive uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has been. So totally it's... understand why they're like, hey, you already own this game. Here's more when stuff. the Switch 2 comes out, we get Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Deluxe plus Deluxe. Alpha. Japanese people do just be saying plus Alpha on things. And I'm like, what does that mean? Are you saying plus alpha? It's not. It's not it's a thing. Their school motto. Like though, like they were saying, it's like I, I don't. I've had it come up in conversation, and I'm like, sure, yeah, plus alpha. You got it. I, I don't. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, uh, I wasn't. Like blown necessarily blown away by anything in the direct, but I thought it was a pretty solid showing. They showed yeah, salmon they showed... run mode in Splatoon three, and like hell I yeah, I don't care about Splatoon anymore. But I do. Uh, yeah, it's I. I'm. There are things I am. There are things I am hoping for from Nintendo, and I don't know if they'll ever show up. I want them to. Give me, I mean, Metroid Four is still on the sh- on the horizon, and I can accept someday. that. It'll someday. Uh, I'm, I want like a solid Zelda collection on the Switch. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know if it's ever going to happen because it could have happened. It could have happened so many times over. But also, like, they have no problem reselling the same games over and over again. So. I don't know. What are they waiting for? Who knows? Just Who can say? Who can say? Any other thoughts on the Nintendo Direct? I wonder if this year is the year that I actually try and play Xenoblade. That's my back, that's the back don't. of my brain thought. I, I played the say, first... I say, I'm, say, I am in the same boat where I'm like, should I just go get try to get back into Xenoblade? When is it? I played the first 25 hours of both games twice i know yeah. wait are you are you gonna are you gonna and play just like, let's play, play xenoblade 3 or are you gonna try and play through xenoblade 1 well there's and elements two. of 1 and 2 in yeah. 3 it's like right, yeah. the they're trying to do like a 
crossover yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. And so, are so you going to try gonna... and are you going to try? Okay, so you're going to actually try and play. Uh, yeah. Yes. Main story I mean, on how long to beat fifty one hours. I beat four eighty hour JRPGs in twenty twenty. I so, it is the Switch, so you so can like many move it around. Tell you games last yeah. year. I can, I can play it. Switch games while I'm hanging out with Peter because he isn't bothered by the Switch like he is if I have a real controller. That's weird. But mm. uh, and then you can listen to an audiobook while you're running around doing absolutely mindless grinding. But I don't. Then I don't get to hear the dialogue. Which it's is, rhyme it, time. Which is all your your British. It's rhyme time. How else are you going to get that? Uh... I'm no. Nah. Okay. Welsh representation in a, in video games. Uh, Most important kind. Nino Cooney, Mr. Yeah, Trippy. the original oh, yeah, Nino Cooney. That's true. I should go anyway. back to that and give it another chance, but we should. I did reinstall Xenoblade during this podcast. Oh god! Oh god! Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we are going to wrap up this episode. That's all the news that mattered this week. It's Nintendo heavy week. Hey, good news. No more acquisitions happened this week. The, the slow well, march of consolidation of. has been has been slowed. I'm sure we'll hear something soon. Yeah. The second we stop recording a new announcement. Yeah. On, on Saturday morning, bright and early. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a Sunday, middle of the night for Sony. That would be very silly, but it could happen, I guess. Uh... Thanks for joining me, you two. It's been fun. Always good mm. to talk. This has been episode 209 of the Gaming Fix podcast on February 12th, 2022. I've been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite British food. You can find me on Twitter, at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Sam, where can people find you? Uh... Running along Burnham on sea seafront uh, most days, all the time. Are you just doxing Training. yourself here? Yeah, there you go. I don't always run there. I have to say, uh, you gotta get pretty get up pretty early in the morning to catch me around eight. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at sgch. That's it. That's the tweet. And Allison. Great. And thank you to Jeff Davis for our wonderful theme music at Stranger Peace on Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, all social media platforms, I think. And uh, leave us a review over at podchaser.com slash gaming fix. We'd really appreciate it. Send us an email to gaming at fix.space with what you think the future of Pokemon should hold. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Stay wet, gamers.